Hello and welcome. I am your host, Ms. L, and this is The Winter Square, an unconventional safe place and safe space where there is room enough for everyone to win and where we speak the necessary truth. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. So I'm all excited about my Toastmasters meeting. I get up, get dressed, get on over there. It's about 20 minutes away from my house. And I get there and hmm, nothing. There's no meeting. A couple of people there waiting. There was one guy, he had been there before. He was there last week, I believe he said. So we certainly knew we were in the right location. We were at the right room number. We were at the right time, but no meeting. So we waited about 10, 15 minutes, nothing, nothing, nothing. We all decided we'll just leave and maybe try it again next week. So I am a bit disappointed because I was so excited. I'm still excited. I'm still looking forward to it. It might be something as simple as with the holiday, they decided to go ahead and cancel the meeting. So maybe people who were there last week, there may have been an announcement in the meeting. And people who were there last week knew not to attend. But for us new folks, and this guy who had been there before but didn't go last week, you know, we're the ones who missed out. So I'll try it again next Wednesday and I'll let you know how it goes. So until next time, love and peace. So I've gone back and forth with myself, asking whether or not I was going to discuss the heartbeat bill. Um, It's so controversial, I was kind of feeling uneasy, but I thought, no, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. It's something very current, very, um, very important, and there are going to be opposing views. So let's just start with some some quotes. I'm going to do some reading and then maybe just share some of my opinion. So... A heartbeat bill is a controversial form of abortion restriction legislation in the United States, which makes abortions illegal as soon as the embryonic or fetal heartbeat can be detected. So, that sometimes can be in the earliest six weeks. A woman may not even know she's pregnant by that six-week time frame. I'll read a little bit more. In 2013, North Dakota became the first state to pass a heartbeat law. That law was struck down as unconstitutional under the 1973 United States Supreme Court decision in Roe v. Wade. Now, Roe v. Wade was fought for about two years. Um, I know the um, discussion began about 1971 and the final decision at the Supreme Court court level was passed in 1973. Um, I'll read some more. Several states proposed heartbeat bills in 2018 and 2019. As of May 2019, this current month, such bills had passed in Ohio, Georgia, Mississippi, and Missouri. In 2019, 
Alabama passed a law that was similar to the heartbeat law, but was more expansive. It outlawed abortion at any stage of pregnancy with no exceptions for pregnancy resulting from rape or incest. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So that means that the state of Alabama is actually considering, fighting for, pushing for all abortions to be illegal, no matter what. So an argument that I've heard which seems very valid, is let's say, for instance, there's a 14-year-old girl. This 14-year-old girl is raped. As a result of this rape, she becomes pregnant. She cannot terminate that pregnancy. Here's what that also means. Let's say there's a 14-year-old girl and she is being molested by a family member. Or let's say there's incest. And from, as a result of this incestuous behavior, she becomes pregnant. She can't terminate that pregnancy. I'll read a little bit more. Abortion opponents are hoping that legal challenges will serve as a vehicle for the Supreme Court to eventually overturn the Roe versus Wade ruling. The leading activist for the passing of heartbeat legislation and the author of the original 2011 Ohio Bill number 493 was anti-abortion activist Janet Porter. Now, Janet Porter was the founder of the conservative Christian ministry, Faith to Action. Faith to Action in 2018 was designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, I don't know much about faith to action, but I'll look that up and maybe that'll be a whole nother discussion. We'll see. I'll read a little bit more. The fetal heartbeat can be detected at about six to seven weeks of pregnancy, but may not be detectable until 12 weeks gestation um, under a certain type of monitor, a Doppler fetal monitor. Many women who are pregnant remain unaware of their pregnancies at six weeks from their last menstrual period. Most women have an abortion do so after the six weeks gestation. Why? Because they're just finding out they're pregnant. That's why. Abortion rights activists contend that because of this, the fetal heartbeat bills are de facto bans on abortion in the majority of cases. Now, here's here's what I say. 1971, 72, and 73, a lot of arguments, a lot of um, legal rhetoric, a lot of protests, and a final decision by the Supreme Court that, yes, a woman has a right to choose what to do with her body when she is pregnant. Now, whether we believe that that should be so, whether our religious or spiritual beliefs um, are in agreement with this, I think the hard part for me is that our government is trying to make that decision. And I hear 
I, I have heard people say, I don't want my tax dollars to, to support abortion. I might not want my tax dollars to support war. I might not want my tax dollars to continue to support failing schools. I might not want my tax dollars to support, um, oh, I don't know, arms trades. There are so many things that so many of us, we may not be in support of those things. But what happens with our state taxes, our federal taxes, those things are pretty much outside of our control. I don't see us picking and choosing other things that our taxes are paying for to pull this one particular thing out and to pull that one particular thing out. And although I have to pay property taxes, I don't want my taxes to go to military spending. I don't want my taxes to go to these failing schools. I don't want my taxes to go to Medicare or Medicaid because I have my own personal medical insurance. I don't want my taxes to go towards Social Security and that kind of thing. You see, when we don't get to pick and choose where our taxes go. And then there's so much misinformation about what our tax dollars are paying for, what our tax dollars are funding. I know in the the example of Planned Parenthood, it's so much misinformation about what tax dollars are funding within Planned Parenthood. It's my understanding, and I can look it up, but it's my understanding that within Planned Parenthood, our tax dollars don't fund abortions. Our tax dollars within Planned Parenthood are funding prenatal care, um, medical exams, um, what am I thinking? Testing, STD testing, AIDS testing, um, women's health, and men's health too. So if, if, if we don't know what we're talking about, sometimes it's best for us just to be quiet. But we have these states. We have these states who are fighting and fighting like mad for this heartbeat bill. We have protesters. We have people shouting, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. And really, my question is, you may be pro-life. Or are you really anti-abortion? Because see, there's a difference. If you're pro-life, then are you also against the death penalty? If you're pro-life, are you also against I guess we're not talking quality of life. I was going to say mass incarceration. Are you also against um, poorly funded schools and and food deserts and poor quality of life? Once these babies are born, now what? Now what is the plan for them? Pipeline to prison? Living in a food desert? being within the system, the system being, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Children who are now going to be given up for adoption, children who are going to be abandoned, children who may be mistreated, children who are not wanted, children who are not welcomed, children who are not going to be cared for. 
So what life are you so pro? What life are you so proactively fighting to continue, fighting to survive? A life that you're going to provide for? A life that you're going to be concerned about? You're pro-life. Are you anti-police brutality? Police brutality is taking lives on a daily basis. Are you, are you, are you marching against them? That's taking of a life. I, I, I struggle so with this issue and I know it's a very controversial issue. I don't, this is one of those issues where I don't have any next steps. Maybe I'll take a look at some, some, some organizations that are already doing some, some good work in fighting to keep that 1973 decision of choice. It's a decision of choice that I think I fight for. I'm not for telling a woman if she can or should have an abortion, if she can or should keep her child. I am for telling a woman you have a choice. You will make your choice. You will live with your choice. But that choice will be yours. So it's not pro-life or pro-death. Those aren't the choices here. But are we taking away a woman's a woman's right to decide what to do with her body, for her body, which is really a health care decision? I know we want to make it bigger than that. And maybe it really is bigger than that, but it still is a health care decision. Are we fighting for that very same woman to ensure that she has a pap smear every two years? Are we fighting for that very for that very same woman to ensure that she has a breast exam every two years? Are we fighting to make sure that that woman has her cholesterol tested and her blood pressure tested? Are we fighting for her overall general health? Or are we just fighting to control that one area of her health and her body? I think we need to be clear what what type of control do we think others should have? What type of control do we think our government should have over our personal decisions? Um, this was a decision that that was hard for me. This is a topic that's hard for me. Um, I think I'm going to leave it here. And until next time, love and peace.